0: Howdy, partners. Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about living in the ecosystem, and it's Ben and myself today. Ben, how are you doing?
1: I'm all right, mate. Yeah, as I was saying uh, before we jumped on the call, snowy in Utah at the moment, which is probably one of the best times of year because Utah's known for skiing, so um, cold but good, mate. And yeah, shame that Tom couldn't join us today, but you know, new role and the stresses of that and Kids as well, which I know me and you don't have the, the luxury of just yet. So, um, yeah, glad to be a mate and an interesting topic to be um, to be talking about as well.
0: Yeah, I think um, going into 2023, this will be a very important one because the themes that we talk about today. I've had a lot of conversations with people, and almost every partner person is talking about things that we'll talk about today. So. Dangle the carrot a little bit. Um, living in the ecosystem, Ben, what does that actually mean to you? When we talk about, yeah, living in the ecosystem and being in the ecosystem, what does that actually mean?
1: So, I think for me, it means that you're fully immersed in in partnerships. And I think what I mean by that is, like, we have this community that's being developed. whether that be through, you know, Partner Hacker or Partnership Leaders, and there's people that are giving back to the community in the form of content in the form of thought leadership and i think being a uh, a member of that and giving back to the community is is what it means to be in the ecosystem having conversations meeting with people um just putting yourself out there a little bit that that probably encapsulates what living in the ecosystem means to me it's that it's that putting yourself out there and and giving back to to your community which is obviously in our case the, the partnerships community
0: yeah, and it can definitely manifest in a bunch of different ways. And there was a um, a story that I was hearing about an entrepreneur that never wanted to be an entrepreneur until they were so engaged in you know these communities and these different watering holes that they were the people that they were speaking to. And so I think that is a really telling. Uh, case of, you know, to truly understand who you're going to be engaging with and the problems that they have, and therefore the solutions that you can bring forward to them. Uh, Living in the ecosystem is critical. And I would say, I would go as far to say that most CEOs probably don't engage enough in the ecosystem, and that leaves them disconnected from what their customers are actually wanting. And so in terms of company direction, I would say that they stagnate because of that and so yeah living in the ecosystem i think what that truly means is really just engaging with the people that uh, you serve or aim to serve uh at the yeah. end of the day
1: the, the the point you just made about like ceos not engaging I'll, I'll even use just a very simplistic example of linkedin right and creating content strategy like even that in itself is living in the ecosystem because you're creating content for your customers you're listening to how they respond you're figuring out what they find valuable as well. Um, and I think the the primary example of a company where their executives invest in the ecosystem and live in the ecosystem um, would be Gong. And I always bring them up when I talk about content strategy, but from the CEO to the CMO, everybody throughout that organization is engaging with customers via LinkedIn on a daily basis. And I think that in itself is, is super valuable. I mean, again, like customer calls, great, probably a better way to do so. Um, but even for a CEO to be on LinkedIn and to hear customer feedback, customer suggestions, interact with the people that they serve, um, it is really, really valuable. Cause I think sometimes C-suite is, is, um, kind of protected or insulated from, from what's going on on the ground. And so, um, having that feedback loop built in through platforms like LinkedIn, I think is, is extremely valuable for, uh, For companies to
0: do, yeah. And so, how do you think it benefits? We talked about, you know, feedback, but um, what are some of the benefits of living in the ecosystem? Let's say I'm a CEO or partner person. Like, what am I actually gaining, and what is the business gaining when doing so?
1: Yeah, and and I think I'll separate that question down into two parts. Firstly, like, what am I gaining, and I can just speak from personal experience. So. I think you can read all the books you want on partnerships. You can take as many courses as you want on partnerships. But ultimately, where I've learned the most and where I've grown the most professionally is through conversations with people like yourself, with people like Jared, Brian Williams, people that are in the um, in the community, have been in the community, and have actually done the job that I am doing currently. Right? There's nothing. There's nothing better from a learning. Um, and development perspective to actually talk to people that have been there and done it and so I think personally for me that is something that I I take out of of, of being in the ecosystem and then conversely I can also be a resource for other people I, I go back to this principle of reciprocity which we always talk about in partnerships and basically the motion of I take but I also give in equal amounts and so if you're gonna be in the ecosystem, you also have to be willing to give back. It can't be the type of relationship where you are constantly asking for things, constantly you know, pulling out information and pulling out resources. You have to be able to give back. And I'd even say give back more than you take, to be totally honest. And so um, I think both of those sides, that's what's in it for, for you, the person. I think for the company, what you get is, is thought leadership ultimately again, let's use Gong example, easy example to use, but Clary is another one that do it really well. Um, they have established themselves as thought leaders of revenue intelligence in, the, in their ecosystem, right? And even outside of their ecosystem, everybody that's in sales knows of Gong as the revenue intelligence platform. And they know that because they give back to their community through thought leadership, through podcasts. If you, if you watch Gong, watch the content they post, It's never about the new feature they've released. It's never about um, this cool new part of Gong. It's always about here's how to write a good cold email or when you're cold calling, here's how to do X because they know their ICP is sales and the value they're giving and the thought leadership they're giving to their ecosystem is a lot more valuable than just pitching their product. And so um, I think those two things, what's in it for you and and what's in it for the company is is, is ultimately thought leadership and, and knowledge sharing as well.
0: Yeah. And I think uh so I alluded to 2023 being even more important or this being even more important during that time because we're seeing so many salespeople and SDRs have their role modified where they're either creating content or they're engaging in the communities more, and it's almost like they're becoming an ecosystem development rep versus, you know, a sales development rep. And what I find the most interesting, especially about what you said, it's, it's like when you're engaging in the ecosystem, you become a subject matter expert as an individual. And so you can speak more competently in your conversations and ask better questions, you know, especially if you're selling or, you know, partnering. But then also when it comes time for your brands to have more awareness, because you show up so often, your brand has that awareness as well. And, there's that trust established. So then when your brand does put out content, then uh, like you mentioned for Gong, it's it's not perceived as people being sold to. It's not, hey, here's a new feature. It's, hey, here's some interesting information that's going to help you. And it's well-informed and it's meeting people where they are for the relevant topics that they're probably already talking about and giving them answers to those things as well. And I think that... Everyone needs to do. And I think it's even more, uh, especially true for partnerships where one, if you're out there in the ecosystem in, you know, the partner ecosystem, you're probably going to find partners that you can partner with, but you're also going to become more of a subject matter expert as you engage more. And so I think for partner people specifically, there's that dual benefit where. Uh, you don't have necessarily an ICP. You obviously have an IPP, but it's going to be uh, a little bit more general and you can always still, you know, get an introduction in some form. So yeah, yeah, I think exceptionally important.
1: And I think that, so there's two things you said that are really interesting. And I'll start with the first one, which was as a partnership professional, why is it especially important? And I think like, when you're, when you're starting a new partnership role, one of the most time-consuming things can be recruitment of partners, right? Like, you actually have to go and write those cold emails or do the outreach on LinkedIn. Um, if you're a thought leader in the space, and I'll even go as, as superficial to say, if you're writing content on LinkedIn and you have a ton of followers, you immediately gain legitimacy and people are a lot more likely to read that message that you've sent them. It seems crazy to say, but like, for example, somebody cold emails me or cold pings me on LinkedIn, I'll check out their profile. And if they're a thought leader, I'll probably respond to be totally honest with you. Um, but if it's somebody that's got no followers, never engages, never, like I probably won't give them the time of day. And so I definitely had it at help scout where didn't post about help scout, but I had people reaching out to me about partnering with help scout. So it's that byproduct of become a thought leader and then stuff will, stuff will follow. The additional point you mentioned is like the, the changing landscape of the market and, and the macro environment. Um, the additional thing I will say is people that have unfortunately been made redundant, lost their job, has been laid off. You know, every, I'm in that boat at the moment. Um, I think you're in a lot better of a position to get a job If you are truly in the ecosystem, if you're vocal, if people know that you're competent in your role, if they see that application come in, they're going to be a lot more likely to move you forward in the application process or even reach out to you, right? Like I've had a couple of people reach out to me like, oh, by the way, we're hiring without even me submitting an application, right? So uh, that's the other thing I would say is by being in the ecosystem, by giving back, that's where stuff will start to come, come to you as well, right? Will's dog's joining the podcast as well uh, currently in the, uh, in the background. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's the other point I would say is like, just think about, think about giving back because you never know when the worst might happen. And in those cases, like it's a really good thing to fall back on. If you've got that community built up already.
0: Yeah. And um, you're an example of that. I'm an example of that. And the best like, um scenario that i can describe is when i was let go from my last role i applied to maybe 6 or 8 different positions none of them got back to me because i was probably put in some resume system and you know maybe i didn't set it up in the most ideal way but i also had 6 to 8 introductions for new roles because when i made a post on linkedin there were people I'm not going to say scrambling to pick me up, but there were people who said, okay, well, you know, I trust Will to be able to do the job and I know of this position. So I'm going to make that introduction. And I would say like, just as a comment, you don't even need to necessarily create content all the time. Um, you can be, you know, in the actual conversations that, that can just be one on one conversations if you have enough of those your network's going to grow you're going to meet a bunch of people and I have a friend actually who maybe posts once a week and it's always really good content um, but he's so well connected that when something bad happened which it did happen to him, there were you know advisor opportunities just flooding right in and like people jumping right on it because Although he wasn't creating content, which is one way to live in the ecosystem, yeah. uh, he was just so well connected by having so many conversations with people and doing the work to build those relationships. And it's, you know, we've described so many benefits here. There's the individual benefits, you know, regardless of your position, whether you're in partnerships or not. There's the actual subject matter expert benefit as well, um, where you can really learn the topic there's the partnering benefit and then there's the brand awareness for the business as well where you really build that robust amount of trust within the ecosystem because you're showing up because you know people want to trust people they don't want to trust brands uh, because there's no face or emotion to them
1: yeah and i don't know i don't know who i'm trying to think who posted this the other day no i no idea actually but They made some posts which was like if i was a marketing team today and my advertising budget obviously isn't working or isn't performing the way that um i wanted it to would you not pay or incentivize your employees to start interacting in these communities right like start posting on linkedin start being involved in partnership leaders or rev genius or pavilion wherever you play right like would you not rather invest money in people to be in these communities have these conversations be visible? And I truly think like that is the future for a lot of marketers. Like for me, community market marketers, there probably are some out there. I don't know of any, but like um, Zoe Hartfield at, um, at Speckit, right? She, she, she does that job, right? She's out there. She goes to events. She meets people. That for me is the future of, of marketing in general is like, how do you get people into the ecosystems where your customers are? Be a voice. Be somebody they know. Because ultimately, that's going to be far more impactful than a silly LinkedIn ad, LinkedIn ad that pops up or a Google ad that pops up, right? Like, in fact, I'd be more likely to think if Partner Hacker did an ad, my thought wouldn't be, "Oh, I need Partner Hacker." My thought would be, "Oh, doesn't Will Taylor look at work a Partner Hacker?" Like, maybe I should. Do you know what I mean? So, I think, I think for me, that's the the thing that's happening just broadly in in terms of marketing at the moment is let's put more of a focus on community marketing. And and anybody that's listening to that this like. I would have employees really focus on that and pay them, incentivize them, right? Like use that million dollar advertising budget that's not working anymore and invest in your employees to go out and be, be part of the ecosystem.
0: Yeah. And there's all of those auxiliary benefits that we mentioned as well. And so let's say they are ready to make that investment or at least encourage them employees to live and engage in the ecosystem. Um, what are some tactics we've alluded to some, but what, is, you know, step one of becoming more engaged in the ecosystem. What are your thoughts on if you were to advise someone or start your own team and encourage them?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. But like, um, Jamie Bain has this watering hole analogy, which is like be in all the places that your customers are, where it be, where it be events or media or, you know, groups. And I think you could do the same for your organization, specifically, like let's say in partnerships, you can easily map out like, okay, here are where all of our customers are. These should be the people that we partner with. If there's places such as communities, you know, I'll use partnership leaders again, or there are events, or there are, I would just say, get out and get them in front of those people. Right. Um, And the easiest way can be simply LinkedIn. Like I know I keep mentioning LinkedIn, but for me, I think I saw a statistic the other day. It's like the second largest social media platform. Now it has like 60 million daily users. Like, you can reach anybody in the world on LinkedIn at any position, right? Like I've pinged VPs, CEOs, CMOs, and they respond. Like when have you ever had that type of ability before? Um, and so start small, even if you want to get them posted on LinkedIn, but then have them given back to the community. Encourage them to have one call a week with somebody in their industry, right? Encourage them to get out, talk to other people, make it part of their bonus structure or, or how you metric them. Like, well, I want you. As my partner manager, to have one interesting conversation with another partner manager each week and report back on it. Simple, right? Like, nice, easy way. But to your point, what that does is it gets your name out there, gets you connected with other people, and from that, an immense amount of learning. So it's almost like a learning development activity as well as business development, right? Um, and so that's a simple way get them posted on LinkedIn, incentivize them to do that. And then pay for memberships in these communities, pay for membership at partnership leaders, pay for membership at Pavilion, pay for, you know, get them involved in these communities. And again, have them doing that once a week, post once a week in that community, ask a question, answer a question, right? Um, it doesn't have to be rocket science, and it really isn't. Um, but yeah, like I said, as a manager, actively invest or encourage people to get involved and, and, and really dive in, I would say.
0: Yeah. I like that idea of, um, making it a metric and even part of the incentive structure, because then people are obviously going to be, uh, incentivized, but then also allowing the team to track because, you know, there's all this talk about dark social. And I actually had this thought today where, um, they were talking about, I was on a webinar and they were talking about how it's hard to track dark social. And then I thought to myself, well, yeah, it's hard to track the, you know, after effects, But it's not hard to track your activities and then, you know, the overall impact over time, which is still harder to attribute. But you're at least showing that, hey, we did these activities and this was the general results on the business. So we should, you know, test doing that more. Does that have an increased effect? Uh, I think tracking those activities is one way to actually apply a metric around it. And the qualitative information that is not really measurable I think will be immensely beneficial for uh, again going back to like getting customer feedback or you know your prospective buyer feedback. That's going to be the most robust place to get it. And so um, I really like that. And the other color I'd add there is get into speaking engagements. So if you are you know comfortable speaking on webinars or podcasts, then don't wait to be invited. Go reach out to them and say, "Hey, I want to be on your podcast." you know, if you're listening to this, you want to be on this podcast, reach out to us. Um, We will more than likely have you on and be more than likely to engage with you. And, you know, that's how the relationship is started. And who knows, like, we could either partner, we could do business together, you know, one of us could be a mentor, you could be our mentor. So the opportunity is uh, really, really out there and in front of you where, you know, the speaking engagements, I think that is one of the most important ones that I would say, as well, that that is going to be a differentiator for the future. You know, if we have a bunch of creators on LinkedIn, how do you stand out? Well, you can communicate so much by speaking and using video and like going on a webinar versus, you know, the daily post. Again, those are still good. It's a good medium, but there's much more of an emotional um, relationship that, that can be developed through Doing something like a speaking engagement and then think of it like this. You could eventually get on stage and talk at, you know, a conference. And not only is that overall a, a good accomplishment for someone's career, but one, it gives you some great skills. And two, um, the impact that that can have for your audience is going to be much more than, you know, only a one off conversation. Again, those are still very important. Um, but I would urge anyone to, actively reach out to seek those uh, speaking engagements. And so let's wrap on some of the things, the key things. So you mentioned having one conversation a week. And so I always like to tell people spend 30 minutes on Monday in a community on LinkedIn, just trying to network, looking for, you know, Uh, mentor, or just like a networking opportunity with someone who's in your similar space or in a similar role. And then schedule that for a Friday for 30 minutes in the afternoon or the morning, depending on time zones that over, you know, 52 weeks going to be immensely beneficial. And the other thing, post something once a week to get started, start building that habit. And I think you'll, you'll do really well. And then when you're ready for those speaking engagements, Look at the you know watering holes, the popular podcasts, the places that run webinars or events. Reach out to those people, even if there's nothing planned. You know, Partner Hacker has some events in the future that we're definitely going to run. But let's say someone in the partnership space wants to go and speak at that event. Well, if you come to me and you say, "Hey, Will, I want to go talk on one of your Partner Hacker events," I'm going to say, "Great. You know, what are some of the topics you love? Oh, you love you know these three. Great. Well." I'm going to suggest that to the team, and I'm you know probably got a bank of speakers that I can put in an Excel sheet, uh, which does exist, and so um, actively pursue those things. And again, it what I just described that all of that does not take that much time. You know, all of that could take you two hours in a week, and that could be game changing for your knowledge. Uh, any other thoughts to add there, Ben?
1: No, I think that's mean, a spawn like don't don't try and ball the ocean don't try and do everything at once but to all's point like just pick one or two things like have that one conversation and post one starter i mean um i always convince people to do do a 30-day challenge on linkedin when you post every day for 30 days and just see the impact they can have like really simple but just say to yourself hey in january i'm gonna post for every day i'm gonna post every single day right like Every single day, some type of content related to your field. If you're an SDR, write about cold calling. If you're a partnership manager, write about building a program. Whatever your niche is, pick that, write about it. You've got something there that somebody else wants to know. And so do that 30 days, see the impact, quantify it. And I can guarantee that like there's a lot of opportunity that will just come out of those 30 days that will, that will encourage you to, to continue.
0: Agreed. And I just had the thought, um, if you have a conversation with someone, you could write a piece of content about that, make it super easy right after you have that conversation. Or, hey, if you listen to this, you could give a, a three bullet or three point summary of what you took away. That's easy content for the things that you consume. So uh, there's a lot of creative ways. I'm sure we're going to do something in the future uh, on this, but that is it for our episode today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do want to connect with people, reach out to Ben or I. We are very open. Um, We love speaking to new people all the time. And if you're a regular listener and we already know you, then reach out as well. Uh, But otherwise, thank you so much for listening. That's another episode of Howdy Partners.